listening to Making Meaning Together. I'm Melanie Maxwell. And I'm Raina Young. We're talking about navigating our individual worlds together. We're so happy that you're joining us today. Hey, Raina, on take two, because... (laughs) Of course, my kids are being noisy, um, and now we're laughing because it's like we're trying to pretend we're like starting for the first time. Hey, how are you? It's a a take two. It's a full on take two. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Tell our friends what we're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the thing we were thinking of talking about today, and kind of you know diving into, um, is. Uh, like about vulnerability and how do we hold space for that in our lives? Cause of course humans are vulnerable. Um, and there's so many vulnerable aspects of, you know, running a business, starting a business, just being in our, you know, families, being moms. And how do we hold space for that? And when, how do we check in with ourselves and know when to share that, um, whether or not it's online or in a close friendship or, you know, um, so yeah, we thought we'd sort of dive into that a little bit today. Um, yeah. What comes yeah. up for you? Yeah. Um, I feel like especially the online part comes up a lot for me because mm-hmm. in the online business space, or even just like as a human on social media, mm-hmm. um, there is sort of like opposing pressures, it feels like. Like yeah. you have to have this certain look and you have to look like you have it all together and you don't want anyone to think you have any problems and you just like put on a show and then there's the other side that's like pressure to be more vulnerable and be real with your feelings and what you're going through and talk Mm -hmm. about your struggles and I feel like I feel like there needs to be space for both and like there's nuance there And I think Mm -hmm. some people, including myself, will like, I have to try to be more vulnerable Mm because that's the right thing to do. Um, And then sort of feel like overexposed or shared more than we really want to or shared in a moment where it is still like actively hard. And Mm -hmm. it feels like just like... um, on top of already going through something difficult, there's also now, now I've exposed that to so many people and I have to deal with that sort of nervous system reaction. So yeah, I feel like it's something important to talk about because I don't know. I think we all have our own personal, um, levels of like what we are truly comfortable with sharing and like Mm -hmm. the amount of real we want to be on social media I feel like that even sounds weird coming out, but like, Mm -hmm. it's not even about being, um, real or fake. It's like, how much do I want to hold close to me and how much do I want to share? And I feel like that's like a complicated thing. And then like another thing that comes up is something I noticed is that if celebrities, for example, or people who are very successful or have a lot of money, if they, if they don't show any struggles, people are like, you're fake, you're you're just, you know, so fake. You put on this act like everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. We all know you're not perfect. And then if they share their struggles, people are like, who cares? Boo-hoo. You're rich. No right. one cares. <laughs> and they're like, wow, look at her crying selfie. I don't know, just judging. Mm-hmm. Wow, you took a selfie of you crying? Like, there's no. it feels like there's no winning. So I feel like you have to find your own personal way of knowing what to share. Yeah. I love that. I mean, even as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, there is no way to win. I mean, it's like with so many aspects of being seen in more of like a public way, which social media just inherently is that, um, or just online in general. Um, because like, to me, it makes me think about, you know, before there was social media, before there was like the online world, you know, the things that we would go through, I think, um, and obviously most of my life has, I've been, I'm, you know, obviously a millennial, so, <laughs> um, 
Um, but just even in my childhood, like, you know, the things that were happening in your family were in your family, you know, and mm-hmm. they weren't shared publicly. Like it just really wasn't. Um, and not even, I know some people that's like a, a thing of like, Oh, we don't, we don't talk about that. That's like a bad thing to say. Like, don't, don't share that. We need to stay, we need to hide our, mm-hmm. you know, imperfections or struggles. Um, and I don't even think, I don't think that's necessarily healthy. Um, I don't think we need to hide it unless that, unless holding it close is like a, a way for us to safely move through it, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, I like the way you just said that. Yeah. 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 Say more. <laughs> yeah. Unless holding it close is the way for us to safely move through it. I feel like if it's still happening, we're still moving through it. It is important that we protect ourselves in the yeah. moment. Yeah. And like, it's okay to not share immediately. It doesn't mean you're being fake. It means you're still moving through it and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe yeah. there are some things that it feels safe to share while you're moving through it, but maybe there's nothing you'd feel safe sharing as you're moving through it. And we, we both have our own things that like we're moving through things and we're sharing parts of it. And we're not sharing other parts of it because it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel safe or healthy for us to share that like publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love, yeah. Thank you for like unpacking that because as you say that, it's like, oh, no wonder if, um, if we share something online, there are going to be people of, you know, potentially who are like, you know, oh, that's stupid or, or you're, you're overreacting or, you know, or they're going to just not understand, um, point blank. But I think the thing that it makes me think about is how, um, how connected to ourselves are we and how sort of stable and safe are we feeling and how is our nervous system feeling in whatever thing we're moving through? Because whatever we choose to share, for me personally, I should say, whatever I choose to share, it's usually best if I feel a sense of trusting and knowing my own worth in sharing it, knowing that whatever and however it's perceived is not a reflection of my own worthiness um, and safety. If I'm in that space where I'm still moving through it and I'm not sure I'm okay, you know, I'm still, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, which definitely happens and, you know, like, you know, even recently, some things that like really felt like having to grieve because they didn't work out the way I would wanted. And like in that grieving process, grieving for me is usually not something I'm ready to share right away. And that being said, like after I move through the, the really raw feeling of grief, it usually is something that I, I personally have learned to find actually a lot of strength within myself in sharing it. Um, I think in the past it was more of like a shame that kept me from sharing. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I can't share this because I'll look weak or I'll look broken or people will think I'm like people. I, I used to really struggle with when I'd say, um, anything other than I'm fine. When people would ask me how I was, if I would say like, yeah, I'm feeling a little sad or I'm feeling a little down and people be like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? What, what, what's going on? You know? And I'd like, I'd immediately go, Oh my God, I don't know. Is there something really bad about that? You know? (laughs) And it really took me a while to learn that like sharing vulnerably, um, sometimes is really uncomfortable for other people because Mm. they are not as used to, to saying, Oh, I'm actually not feeling fine right now. I'm feeling really sad or down or tender. Um, and that's been a really like expansive space for me is like knowing when I do feel safe enough to share that, that that's actually, um, for lack of a better word, like a superpower for me, like a, mm. a place where I, I hold a lot of tenderness. I'm like a very emotional person. I would say fairly, probably the most common feeling I feel is just being tender. Like even when I'm feeling excited and happy and joyful, it feels very tender. Like everything feels right on my heart all the time. Um, And so I think for me, not being vulnerable was actually hiding a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
And yet, I think that it, it does take like such a gentle, connected, nuanced checking in with yourself to be like, am I sharing because I feel like I should? Or am I sharing because I feel like I'm going to feel more connected in the sharing? What I was thinking of as you were saying that is mm -hmm. like co-regulation. So like when you're talking about is my nervous system feeling safe sharing something and like knowing that sharing something vulnerable can also make other people feel triggered or uncomfortable or bring mm -hmm. up their own stuff. Yeah. When we share from a place of being calm and regulated and feeling safe to share, like other people feel that too. Whatever your nervous system is doing, the other person is called mirror neurons. So like right. the other person will literally get that brain state. Like it'll sort of, you, people impact each other's brains literally. So like yeah. if I'm feeling freaked out, you'll start feeling freaked out. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm feeling calm, you'll still start feeling calm. And I feel like that's important to be aware of too. If you're sharing something that you actually don't really feel safe sharing, mm -hmm. that can actually like make other people feel unsafe themselves or feel mm -hmm. anxious or feel nervous or, you know, whatever you're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's not in person, like the energy in the writing or like your energy on video, like people feel that even if they can't put their finger on it, they'll be like, yeah. that made me uncomfortable and they don't know why. Totally. And I feel like that's important to be aware of because when I have shared vulnerable things that felt like too far like I mm -hmm. didn't really feel safe sharing it I was sharing it because I thought I have to do this for other people mm -hmm. like I have to do do this like I have to share my vulnerable thing to help other people yeah and so like being sort of altruistic in that way like I'll sacrifice my safety to share my vulnerable thing in case it helps other people like that's not always helpful Mm -hmm. Um, because if you're not feeling safe in what you're sharing, other people yeah. reading it, I mean, not always. Some people will be like, Oh, that resonates. Cause I already feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. Like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like a tricky balance because I do share things that feel a little bit on the edge mm -hmm. for me. Like it definitely feels like, Ooh, I don't know how people are going to like this, but it's like the, the idea to share it comes from, I really want to say this. I really mm -hmm. want to get this out there. Not yeah. like I have to help other people, which yes. as a life coach, I love helping other people. <laughs> but I have to be aware of when that comes in, in a way that's like, forget about me. I have to help other people mm -hmm. because then I'm like harming myself or mm -hmm. like putting my choice or autonomy in something like other people's hands. And mm -hmm. yeah, like I have to think about that. Like, what would I want for my clients? Would I want them to feel like they have to do it for other people? Like, mm -hmm. no. So my actually, the best way I can help other people is by taking really great care of myself and modeling that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think about, as you're saying that it's like, if we, if we share from a place of, I, I should share this for someone else or like, well, how are they going to perceive it? Um, like this is really going to help people and it's really uncomfortable for me, but I should do it anyways. And then vice versa. If we don't share because we're like, Oh, this might really trigger some people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's like anytime we find ourselves in the trying to take care of everyone else around us. Yeah. That's where it's like, you get really stuck. Um, I think that was me for a really long time. Um, like in this place of, I like I'm very perceptive of how other people are reacting to me mm -hmm. or to other people really, um, and that used to be really challenging because I, you know, as it's like to take to take care of myself, I thought I needed to like make sure everybody was okay with me all the time, mm -hmm. um, and so it was like I, I I think I often felt like I literally did not know what to say because 
it was like, well, if I say that, I could, I, I mean, I would have these like, <laughs> like if I say that, then they're gonna think this, then they're gonna Doing do this, the then projection. Exactly. Your... Yeah. This so sort of like, like spreadsheets in your brain. Exactly. Like all the different <laughs> scenarios, and then it's like, yeah. well, sh- I best just stay right here and keep my mouth shut, you know? Which yeah. I think is like such a, I think that's one of the, the hardest things to be in that place is that then the world doesn't even get to see your brilliance, you know, Mm -hmm. let alone yourself seeing your own brilliance. Um, You're so afraid and like, so trying to take care of other people. So I feel like it's, yeah, again, it's just like this, it's this very uh, nuanced space where really there is no outside answer for Mm -hmm. what you should or shouldn't share. Um, Like you were saying, like, I think, you know, some one person could share some the ex- two people could share the exact same thing and potentially the people in one person's sphere are going to be so resonant with it and potentially the other people's sphere are going to be you know really offended by it or something and i think like if we're tra- if we are in that space of trying to like um guess how the world is going to perceive us it's like it just there's kind of no winning because we didn't we never really know um the only thing we really know is or can really know and not always is ourselves. so I think it's like depending on how in like how we are how connected we are to ourself um the more we're going to be able to show up in a way that you know no matter what someone says or how they perceive us um we are still connected there. And of course we might say something that we then are like, Oh, maybe I changed my mind about that. But I think there's a difference between like realizing that and knowing we're, we're worthy, safe, loved. Okay. And having that, you know, misperception or someone just not liking what we're saying and then believing that, you know, Mm -hmm. and like taking that on. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that kind of brings up another thing which is sort of unrelated but not really Mm -hmm. um because I feel like I guess like the overall thing is honesty like honesty about your own humanness is something Mm -hmm. that like we all do want to share like you said like in a way that feels like we're connected to ourselves and safe to Mm ourselves. but also there's also like the honesty of saying something that you know people are not gonna like and maybe it's controversial or maybe you just have an opinion. Um, and I used to like, so in, in marketing programs, they'll say like, be vulnerable, share your unpopular opinions. And so Mm -hmm. when I would do that, it was the energy behind it wasn't like calm Mm -hmm. and safe. And even if other people don't like it, it was like, sort of like on the it was coming off maybe like defensive from the start before anyone even saw it like that sort of energy and I feel like um there's a difference between like writing a post defending yourself against other people or even like sort of um, calling out other people in sort of uh, like you're wrong and I'm right sort of way mm-hmm. versus this is something I really want to share and like for myself and even if other people don't like it that's okay like those mm-hmm. are two different things yeah. I think and I've been like really curious about that because I definitely used to be like okay, I got to like say the thing and it's going to make people mad and like say things that will rile people up sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, or like, I got to defend my opinion and I'm like, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Like versus like, this is just something I believe. And if other people disagree, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, I mean, it makes me think about how like yeah, like a lot of, um, there's a lot of that sort of like emphasis on, um, you know, it's only going to go viral if it's like really going to like put, it's like going to, it's going to make some people really mad and other people are going to really resonate. And which I think that, is true. 
Right. But then I think honest. it's like, yeah, you, you have to go back to the place of like, but am I doing it because somebody said this is the only way I can go viral and I have to go viral because otherwise I won't, you know, my business won't thrive or whatever. Yeah. Um, or, or again, like, well, like what is the intention behind it? I think, um, yeah. And not that it's, like, a bad thing to want to go viral. I think that's lovely. I think, you know. Go for yes, it. <laughs> um, being, I think, great. Let's be seen. Let's uh, let's share what we have to share. But I think, like, it to me it makes me think about just, like, coming back to our bodies and really, like, feeling into what does it feel like if you, like, you know, give yourself a minute to, like, I don't know, close your eyes and, like, actually put yourself in the scenario of having shared whatever it is you're debating Mm. on sharing about. Um, And it doesn't even have to be, you know, it could be like you're giving a talk and you're like wondering, should I share this part? Or maybe you're writing a book and like, should I put this Mm. in the book? You know, I feel like that's a big thing too. Yeah, totally. Um, Because if like, I think there's, there's, there can be a space where it does feel uncomfortable but you're like, okay, I feel uncomfortable and yet I know I'm safe, you know, in, and as I imagine doing this thing, I can see my support system there. I know I will be held like, okay. And, and I do want to share this because whatever, whatever, whatever. And then there's the other feeling of like, oh God, I feel like I have to share this. If I don't share this, the book isn't going to be successful. And like, right. you know, or like no one's going to like the post and all right, I'm going to say the thing even though I like, it literally feels like I'm going to throw up or like my, you know, I'm going to explode, you know, and it's just, it's so, I think that's like why, like, you know, finding practices where we learn to feel into our bodies more is so helpful because like, you know, I don't think a lot of people necessarily think that sharing online has anything to do with how you feel in your body, but Mm. I think kind of like, there's no other way to know if you should or shouldn't or if you're ready or not ready to do anything, if you're not able to like know for yourself and that feeling is going to be so different for each person. It's not like it's the same, but um, yeah. I also wanted to talk about sharing vulnerable things in friendships Mm -hmm. because this has really surfaced for me recently. And I think it's really interesting. So a couple months ago I posted on my Instagram like, I post very just sort of bold, honest things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking about this situation that happened a few years ago with a group of friends. Um, and, like, we were at a restaurant. We were drinking. I stopped drinking, like, shortly after this. Um, not that I even drank a lot. I drank, like, once a month with friends. But <laughs> we were all drinking. I was complaining about my husband and my marriage as... We tend to do sometimes totally. because they're just annoying sometimes. It's just, mm-hmm. it is what it is. <laughs> it's part of being married, honestly. Yeah, they're <laughs> really annoying. Um, and I was complaining and they were like, fuck that guy, basically. Like, yeah. and they were saying, um, like we were going to a bar after. They're like, we should get you a guy tonight. Like you should just forget about him and like move on and let's find you a guy tonight. And like telling me to cheat on him. Mm -hmm. Um, which I would never do. And I instantly felt like guilty for even complaining Mm because I was like, whoa, no, like this like escalated way. I just wanted to complain. (laughs) Like, (laughs) no, I I just wanted to vent. Um, and so I sort of posted about that. I didn't name names or anything. And this happened years ago and I'm not that close to these friends and I'm really don't talk to them. Like, Mm -hmm. Um, we just sort of drifted apart really like when I stopped drinking, um, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, started healing myself more. Um, Mm -hmm. but so I posted about that and basically was just saying, um, I didn't know that I didn't really know what I needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. I realized afterwards that it wasn't everyone ganging up on hating on my husband, even though I was just trying to like vent. Yeah. Like what I needed was someone to help me look inwards. Mm -hmm. And so I just shared that because it was a like huge insight. I was like, Oh, like I hope I want other people to know that, you know, you didn't do anything wrong by complaining. 
Mm-hmm. You just don't know what you really need in that moment. Um, and drunk friends also don't, don't know what you need in that moment. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> one of the people, she like the friend, the old friends I was talking about, she commented on it and like in a defensive way, sort of mm-hmm. saying like, I forget exactly what she said. It was something like, we only knew what you wanted us to know. And like, just sort of almost mm-hmm. insinuating that I was like, yeah. I had tricked them into ganging up on him or something. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I was just venting. But anyway, I was like, no, like I really wanted to share that. And I was okay with her not liking that. Mm-hmm. I didn't name, name her name. Like there, yeah. you know, just whatever. Um, I was okay <laughs> with her not liking that. Um, cause I don't think she even likes me or ever liked me. She was always kind of like passive aggressively mm-hmm. digging at me. Um, so like, whatever, that literally does not bother me, but it made me think about, so like fast forward, I was talking about that situation with like a mutual friend who I'm still best friends with. And she's not close to that group of girls anymore either. And she was like, Oh my God, I have to tell you this. Like we were going through the same things in our marriage at the same time. And neither of us knew. It's like we're best friends and we never talked about it Mm -hmm. because we were afraid of that reaction. People telling us like, you should leave, like go Mm -hmm. fuck that guy basically. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. so it was just interesting how once like I sort of talked about my situation, she was like, oh my God, I went through the same thing. Like imagine if we had each other. Mm-hmm. Um, to go through it together. Like our journeys are literally almost exactly identical. It's almost weird. Like even the insights we had and like the shifts yeah. we made internally and the things we did that made our marriages like 10 times better. <laughs> it's yeah, like totally. identical. So it's really interesting. I don't even know like what to make of that, but you tell yeah. me what you like, what yeah, do you notice? Totally. I know I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I think it's perfect that you share that because it's such a beautiful example of how, um, one, we can't control how we're perceived by others or others' reactions, and two, how if we don't share vulnerably with the people that are like that are safe spaces who are going to be able to hold us with unconditional love and support and hold our, um, our loved ones with unconditional love and support, if we don't share in those spaces, we miss out on a really deep opportunity to connect and work through things together. I mean, it makes me think about, um, I can't remember which Brene Brown book, but one of her books she talks about, um, like, I mean, you know, she talks a lot about vulnerability in all of her books, but she talks about having a person or a couple people, and usually it's not that many people in our lives who we can go to with our first draft of our story. Mm. So the first draft where you're like, they never helped me with anything. Like they suck at everything. They're the worst, (laughs) you know, which we know isn't entirely true and it's not the whole story, but when you're in it, you need someone who you can go to and actually open up in just your complete raw. I hate everything in this moment. Um, and for them to be able to hold you you know, for that, like, and, and I think this is where it's like, I think, um, for me personally, finding those people who it's safe to do that with is like, is everything because otherwise I hold on to it or I bury it mm-hmm. and I, none of it really moves through me. Um, and then it's like, you know, you have those people in your life where you can like, like this friend that, um, that you now know is a safe person to go to. Um, and you know, like for me, that's like, I I feel like you and I do that a lot. Like this week, even like 48 hours ago, (laughs) Exactly. we've been moving through different things and it's so, I was thinking about just literally yesterday, how I feel the sense of being able to move through things a lot more, not quickly, not that we need to move through things quickly, because I think, things take time, but there's this feeling of things that used to get stuck in me that I would Mm -hmm. avoid or try to resist feeling. I feel so much safer feeling them because you and I have this like 
just I mean I don't even know how we got so lucky (laughs) but we we can share with each other like today I'm feeling this weird way and instead of you being like oh Rana yeah you should just definitely quit your quit your trying to do this business or like definitely like leave your husband he's the worst (laughs) or like yeah your kids suck you know (laughs) the same friend who told me I should cheat on my husband was the one who told me I should just get a job when it was like a difficult period in my business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, I think Bren, the way that Brene Brown talks about it, she's like, yeah, we don't need to share our most vulnerable parts with everyone. Yeah. Um, but, but if we don't let our story out of our bodies, out of our minds, out of our hearts, then it kind of gets stuck in there. And you know, maybe that is just, you share it through journaling with yourself or with a therapist. Right. But I think there's something really powerful for me in in sharing it with a friend who, again, who who you establish that safe space to be able to share without it, you know, snowballing into like a thing where because I think what happens is like they are not safe in them. They're not feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And so they then are triggered by what you're saying and then they don't know what to do about it in them. So they're like, oh, my God, you should get out of it. You know, and it's not to say that, you know, they're doing anything wrong per se, but like, it's just a good reminder. Oh, okay. I, I see where we are at in our relationship and it's not a space where I can be that way with you. Um, and that's okay. I have a revelation. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Because I'm thinking about like, well, what makes a safe space with a, how do you know, like with a person? Yep. And I think it's that shame and blame thing. So the person who says, fuck that guy, go cheat on him. The person who says, like, the world is against me. Like, they're going to do the same thing with your thing that you're sharing. And that's the shaming and blaming thing is not helpful. And I I find it really interesting. I don't even know if you'll know what any of this means. But (laughs) there's, (laughs) there's this show called Vanderpump Rules. Do you know what that is? I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. (laughs) I love reality TV. I have no drama in my life, and so I like to watch drama. But um, there's this cheating scandal right now that Uh happened um, last week, and I am very nosy. I just find it very interesting. Um, I'm like, why? I think probably the reason I don't watch them is because I literally like, yeah, I mean, every once in a while I'll watch something with my sister and then I'm like, okay, you have to look up on TikTok. What are they doing right now? I'm, I'm with you. I just, I have to have a big boundary. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, but keep going. (laughs) So there's this huge cheating scandal. It's like the biggest one in Bravo history. Like it's a huge deal because like, the couple was together 10 years. The woman is like so sweet, so amazing. And the guy cheated on her for like seven months with one of her friends. Mm. So like everyone's mad at the friend. Everyone's mad at him. Yeah. And I'm like watching the internet just like go crazy. I'm uh-huh. like, wow. Like people get, I can see the people who have, maybe been hurt or mm-hmm. um it's almost like they're taking out their own like vengeance in the yeah. stuff they're saying like really hateful things and I'm not saying like what they did is right obviously it's not mm-hmm. yeah. but the like attacks like verbal attacks I just find it like very interesting like yeah very like classic hurt people hurt people you know totally (laughs) totally and I think that's the thing where it's like it's not to say that the person that says fuck them go cheat on it's like they they probably just need like a safe space to like share what they're feeling their own thing yeah yeah like they're probably just yeah um you know feeling like really heightened sense of like needing to I mean usually I think that kind of reaction is like a I need to protect myself, so I need to hurt someone else, you know? Yeah, um, or, like, I haven't been able to stand up to the person who hurt me, so mm-hmm. now I'm going to, like, do that in someone else's situation because that feels right. like I have yes. more control yeah. over it. Yeah, so like totally. Actually, this friend, like, she was always asking me for advice and, like, coaching around, like, her relationship where there was 
cheating and like lack of commitment and all kinds of issues. Mm -hmm. And so like, I feel like her telling me to get, get, get rid of him and like go find someone new is like what she wanted to tell herself or like she, but she was like, I can't like, I just can't. I like, I have no choice. I have no choice. So I kind of feel like if you feel like you have no choice, you might sort of try to find, you feel like you have more control in someone else's thing because mm-hmm. you don't actually have to do oh, yeah. anything. You can just say things. Does that totally. make sense? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. I think that happens with a lot of people. You know, it's like the, it's the person who has a ton of opinions about everything that everyone else is doing, but then in their own life, they never stand up for themselves or they yeah. never like choose to get out of a situation that doesn't feel good. Instead, they just feel like a victim in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, it's, yes, (laughs) yes to all of that. And I think it, yeah, it kind of goes back to, like, there's no judgment there necessarily. It's more just, like, noticing. And then I think the other thing, what you were saying about the internet sort of tearing apart these people, I'm always fascinated about that because I'm like, you know, yeah, sure, maybe what they did wasn't a great choice. Um, Totally, agreed. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe don't cheat on Not people, cool. you know? With like their lying, friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, and hurting people by lying is just not such a great idea. But on the other hand, it's like, why? Like, it. I think it's just fascinating to me that so many people can't uh, put themselves in other people's shoes enough to see that it's not black and white. It's rarely black and white. Sometimes, yes, I feel people like are just. I have too much empathy, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but they're just human beings. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> like she's gonna realize she really made a mistake at some point. I'm sure, even without the world tearing her apart and like yeah. saying horrible things. I don't know. Like, I know. I agree. I think, I think it just goes like, to me, it's like, we are all like just messing around on this planet, trying to figure things out. And yes, some people make decisions that are like very questionable and confusing, quite frankly. But then, yeah, I agree. I just, there's to me and you know, again, like maybe that is just the overly empathetic and also like, um, you know, I don't know, but I just, I feel like, you can't just say someone's a bad person yeah. because of something they did. I just, I mean, yes, there are things people do that are not okay and they do need to learn consequences from those things. Yeah. Like there um, are consequences, but totally. I feel like the, the pitchforks and like the shaming yeah. of people yeah. for their mistakes. I feel like, I feel like when you shame yourself for your mistakes, you're more likely yes. to shame other people for their mistakes. I so too, and yeah. I feel like the more I've decided to stop shaming myself for mistakes, I have a lot of grace for other people. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Like maybe they, maybe they, I mean, some of the patterns we bring from childhood are really strong and we yes. don't even know that they're happening. Well, that's what I was and it's like, say. why do I do these things? And instead of shaming, if we like can actually investigate and be like, wait, no, wait, why do I do these things? Exactly. That can be yeah. super powerful. So I feel like, you know, whether it's these reality stars or anyone who's made a mistake, like shaming people is not, what creates like positive change. Yeah. Um, and then like she put out a statement, um, that actually like, I'm like, yeah, that, that probably is why she did that. There was like sort of some codependency things and seeking validation from attention from men and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that checks out. And people were like, oh yeah, she had a revelation overnight. I don't think so. I'm like, I've had revelations like that overnight. Just saying. Oh, that makes me so... (laughs) Someone else wrote this and that's bullshit. She hasn't changed. I'm like, first of all, how do you know? And second of all, I've experienced change like that where I literally read one thing, watch one video, read one book, and I'm like, holy shit, my whole life has changed. I see everything clearly. Yeah. I feel like also like who are you to judge? That's what, like that was comes up for me. I'm just like, come on, like jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, whether or not someone else wrote that, like that that's so that's what what what? Why? And like have you never done anything wrong? And again, like you were saying, I think it does so it's like 
when you don't allow yourself to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and then, you know, like figure out how to move forward after those mistakes, it's very hard to allow anyone else to make a mistake without completely wanting to like rake them through the coals. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think something that, um, in the shame clinic that Simone, uh, soul did, um, that they talked about was, um, actually like investigating your shame from a place of what, what is it like when I do that thing or when that thing happens, um, that I feel shameful about, like what is happening for me? What am I, maybe what am I trying to get? when I do it? What am I trying to run from when I do it? Um, and like instead, yeah. So like, instead of like just being like, ew, I hate this part about me and I need to shut it down or I need to like eradicate it or beat it up or whatever. Um, but instead like really like looking at it and, and noticing it and like being curious about it, which mm-hmm. is quite frankly, absolutely uncomfortable when you're ashamed of something. Cause shame is probably one of the most, deeply uncomfortable feelings um I mean it's like you know anytime we don't feel like we belong is like just the worst feeling in the world because obviously like evolutionarily we need to belong in order to survive but um but yeah it's like what's what's coming up that is what what's happening for me when I when I do that thing that I feel ashamed about like you said you can't be curious if there's so much shame and so like, do we want people to be better or do we want to punish them? Because it kind of feels, it feels mm-hmm. like good in a weird way to punish someone else. It's like, I'm good, you're bad. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of noticed this with like this particular, um, ridiculous, but also real, like reality TV scenario. Um, a lot of the other cast members have also cheated on each other. And, like, even cheated on the specific people involved. Like, right. like they've been in relationships with these people also and have also cheated. Um, but they're, like, those are the ones going hard after them. They're, Ooh, like, so funny. yeah, like, they did them, these exact people wrong, but they're, like, attacking them. And, like, I'm vindicated and, like, just being super aggressive and, like hating them and calling them out and all this stuff and like telling people boycott his business and stuff like that I'm like how interesting and the internet is like yeah and I'm like "Mm, it just feels really good to them because they've been quote-unquote bad and they want to make someone else bad and that feels really good it doesn't mean they're like now people are like oh maybe maybe now he was the good one in the relationship and we just didn't know because I'm like no like they're both making mistakes like the other person making a mistake doesn't make them not now like someone who didn't make mistakes like what is it's very interesting oh my gosh <laughs> it's like such a any time I think that <laughs> are just so wild to me because it's like I love it because it's like wow this is what happens when you have like very little emotional intelligence and like a lot of childhood trauma it's like holy shit I find it very interesting (laughs) interesting to watch as like a coach (laughs) I know I mean I'm just always like why would anyone put themselves through that (laughs) but But yeah anyway what we were talking about is like, how do you know someone's a safe space for you? Like Mm -hmm. noticing, are they the one who's like, yeah, screw that guy or, um, Mm -hmm. like blaming other people or even really shaming themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's something to be aware of, even though like, you know, you can have a lot of compassion for someone who's shaming themselves. Like it might not be helpful to bring up your vulnerable things with mm-hmm. someone who tends to be like really shaming themselves all the time. Yeah. Um, because there's yeah. going to be like, I feel like there's this like good person, bad person dynamic whenever mm-hmm. shame is involved. Well, and, and also like noticing that within ourselves is really helpful. Like, do mm. we do this like good person, bad person? I'm shameful. They're shameful. Like, do we do that? Because that's a very human thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's 
you know, like we want to be it. We want to be good. We want to be the good ones. And so for some reason, like our human brains are like, so if we're good, then they're bad. And like, if I yeah. want to be good, I have to shame the bad and in myself yeah. and in other people. It's like, that's not to say that we're saying that people who do that are bad. Not at all. Like we've done that for sure. Like mm -hmm. everybody, all human beings do this. It's just like, can you be curious about it and not take it as the whole truth of a situation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, that's sort of what we were literally saying, like in our texts to each other, like, Oh, I love that we can like, complain about this thing or be upset about this thing or be sad about this thing and also recognize that that's not the whole capital T truth is what mm -hmm. I wrote because yeah like if someone I don't know like if we can be more open-minded and flexible in our thinking and lead with empathy it's like there is no right answer there's no wrong answer like mm -hmm. no one's good or bad we are all, all things like yeah, what, yeah. how do we want to move through it then? And just being curious and holding space. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like it's interesting how even when both of us were complaining at the same time, mm -hmm. it didn't turn into like a fuck that guy or like that person's bad or you should tell her to fuck off. Like it didn't turn into <laughs> that. Like it was just, yeah, like that sucks. Yeah, I, I understand you. That sucks. And just like, but knowing that the other person's not like team, mm -hmm. I'm not, this might sound weird. I'm not team Raina. I'm just like, mm -hmm. I'm here to support you. I'm not like, us, it's us against everybody and anyone who hurts you, I'm going to beat them up. Like, I feel like that's really um, applauded in our society. Like, yeah. actually, I was thinking about this in the shower, so maybe I did kind of come up with a topic in the shower. Um, <laughs> but like this topic of loyalty is very interesting because mm. I feel like loyalty is not a value value of mine, which is kind of interesting because I feel mm. like loyalty has this undertone of like, it's us against them. You're on my mm -hmm. team or you're not on my team. And I see yeah. this a lot in like the, the New Jersey housewives. It's very much that they're like all old Italian families and it's like loyalty family over everything. Like you cross mm -hmm. me, you're against me, like mm. all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so I was thinking about that. Like, I don't think I value loyalty in that way. Like, mm -hmm. I more so value like compassion. Yes, that was the word I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about that and I don't really want a friend who's like fiercely loyal to me and is like going to go to bat for me. And I feel like that's sort of, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's sort of like what people mm -hmm. think is supposed to be friendship. Yeah, yeah. At least I in think, reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that comes up in, in real life world too, you know, because I think there's this feeling of like um, we need to show, like prove our love and our friendship mm -hmm. by like, you know, uh, yeah, being on their side. But yeah. I think like loyalty infers that there are teams, that we're separate, right. that we are not all connected and we don't all affect each other in ways that we can all grow and transform and change and evolve. And um, and so I think that, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think compassion to me is like holds space for the fact that, yeah, what, what you're going through um, may not be the whole truth. Not mm -hmm. that I don't believe you. I believe right. that you are feeling what you're feeling 100%. Yeah. And I believe that it is hurting or painful or challenging or infuriating as, as it is for you. And I also can hold space for the fact that, you know, you might feel different in a little bit. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to like dive into the suffering with you. I'm going to hold space for you to be in that. I'm going to validate you. And I'm going to be here when you're, when you're in a place where you're ready to step out of the pool of it and like, look at what, what do you need? What do you want? How can I support you? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
which is like very different than like I'll dive right in and we'll grab our swords and we'll just go like cut yeah. everyone down. It's like whoa, okay now. And I think often like we like it. Sometimes I think it can feel like that's what we want. We want someone to just like be in it with us, but actually I think that uh, that heightens the feeling of the pain and the suffering. Yeah, like you're. It's suddenly like, you're like, wait, there's nowhere to get out of. Confirm, like, it's like confirming, I am a victim. Look, mm-hmm. someone's coming in to rescue me. I, I am a victim. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, and then you feel there's nothing I can do. I need other people to be on my mm-hmm. side. Like, mm-hmm. I really am being attacked. Like, that sort of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. this is super easy for us now. I mean, not easy, but easy for us to see and be aware of because like we learn a lot about this when we're training to become a life coach about this Mm -hmm. dynamic of like, you know, I've heard it said like, don't jump into the pool with your client. Like, Mm -hmm. because if you're both drowning, you know, like, how are you going to, how are you going to help them? You can't help them. (laughs) If you're angry about what they're angry about, you can't help them with anything. So it's like being on the outside and like, hey, here's a life raft, not like let's both drown together, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so like not um, jumping into the pain or like jumping to the rescue with someone or it's, it's, I feel like um, important to notice if you, (laughs) like me, like deeply want like long for someone to rescue you because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's super common, I think, Mm -hmm. and definitely something that I have, but I'm aware of it. Mm -hmm. So I can be like, Oh, I am really wanting someone to like save the day for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that only I can save the day for me, you know, like that's definitely like a thing that I have, but I always used to be like, the rescuer for other people. I would be mm-hmm. the one who's like, right. Yeah. Which makes sense why you'd like someone to rescue you now. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but like neither it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Yeah. Because then it takes the empowerment away from the person yeah. in the actual situations. Yeah. And we learn a lot about that in coaching. Cause it's like, you're actually harming your clients. If you try to fix their situations because mm-hmm. you're, confirming for them that they are like disempowered you're not like helpless yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah just I don't know it's just interesting to notice like how people treat themselves and how people react to life in their own situations um and like is that how you really want to react to your own life and to yourself Mm mm-hmm Right. So like, I feel like with each other, I know that you always see the nuance and everything. You always say like, this is how I'm feeling, but I know that that's not like a permanent thing and that it doesn't make mean the other person's bad. Like this is just Mm -hmm. how I'm feeling right now. And I know that you give yourself a lot of compassion, a lot of forgiveness. So I Mm -hmm. feel like I can bring my stuff to you Mm -hmm. because that's how you deal with conflicts or emotions. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of dealing with conflict or emotions that I want to have for myself too. So like right. noticing my taking advice from someone who like hates the world and themselves or, or even like, you know, a less dramatic version of that too. But mm-hmm. like, do they handle their own emotions and conflicts in a way that I want to handle my own emotions and conflicts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that like, I'm always doing that. <laughs> right. No. Like a lot yeah. of the time I'm more in the deep end and like you're there, I'm like holding the space, you know? Um, but I think that's like the, the sort of, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, it feels like it over here. So yeah, <laughs> I think that's the thing too. But when like, you're in the deep end, you still have that perspective. It's yeah, not as loud, but it's like, I know this will pass. It feels yeah. like it won't, but I know it will. Yeah. 
that's it's an interesting thing because I guess it's like that's taken a lot of practice I guess I was no, what yeah. I should say right oh, totally. like yeah. um because even now like I think a part of me is like am I able to hold that but I think you're right like it is true like I I trust more which actually allows me to go deeper into it and yeah. actually uncover what's there um because I do trust exactly, more yeah. than ever that um that I'll be able to get out of it and that I do have the support that I need and it makes me think about what we were talking about at the beginning and how um like when when we want to share vulnerably it's it's going to be really helpful and empowering and supportive if we know that we're safe that we mm-hmm. can come out of the vulnerability you know like i think another thing that Brene Brown talks about is like a vulnerability hangover yeah and so like it sharing our story and sharing the deepest depths of ourselves is is so powerful and so connective you know it, like it empowers other people to go into the depths it can be so healing and also it is it is work it is tender it is like it's not something to necessarily just take lightly in the sense that like you know really holding ourselves in that um and yeah and like and then like find making sure we have the support systems around us like the friend who we can you know then go to and be like I just shared this thing and it was really vulnerable and I feel like I don't know if it was the right thing or not you know like and or having the friend to like go to and like sit in the the sort of more heightened state of it and then you know come out of that and and share later and yeah just like finding those ways to support ourselves um I think is really important (laughs) for me yeah (laughs) yeah and also like I was thinking about if you don't have a friend like that um how can you be your own friend like that to yourself Right. Yep. And that's really how it started for me. And we didn't always say, have yeah. each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and my friend that we like later discovered we could have been more vulnerable with each other. Um, we had to give that to ourselves first mm-hmm. before we are able to like recognize it in the other person and also give it to the other person. Like we had yeah. to give ourselves compassion and realize that our emotions about something are just a part of the whole situation and like seeing things from other people's point of views like you kind of it really starts with you so even if you don't have people you can share that with you have yourself you can share it with Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah it makes me think about the fact that I don't even know that I would have been able to open up to our friendship Mm-hmm. Um, in the way that we have been able to, or I have been able to, um, if I hadn't, you know, befriended myself before, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. Yeah. Like I, that was a long process and a long journey. And I, I, it was very hard to be close with people for a long time because I wasn't close with myself, you know? And I think that's again, like how we are in relation to ourselves is mm-hmm. so important to take care of that relationship before we even, you know, try to, I mean, and not always, obviously, sometimes we need someone else there, like maybe it's therapy or coaching to support Mm -hmm. us in getting there. Um, But I think more in like a larger sense of like the world or in social media or in publicly sharing, it's like, I think we do need to have um, a relationship with ourselves, you know, and it's evolving. It doesn't need to be perfect before you share anything. I think that's the other thing is like, there's no need to like, you know, if I were to wait until I was so confident and totally ready to share things, I would just never share anything. I realized yeah. one day I was like, that's not happening. <laughs> like, Or maybe it is. I'm not going to say that it's never going to happen. But, but you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a whole thing, too, about, like, um, loving yourself before you can really love someone else. Yeah. It's when I first like, heard that, <laughs> it's kind of true in a way. Yeah. Um, but I more like to think about it like the deeper you love yourself, the deeper you can love yeah. someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, the deeper connection you have with yourself, the deeper connection you can have with someone else, the deeper 
compassion you have for yourself, the deeper compassion you can have for other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the more safety and the more safe space you yeah. can hold for yourself and your vulnerability, the more yeah. you can share and know that you're safe no matter how it's perceived. Yeah. 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 Oh. Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation on Making Meaning Together. For the full listener experience, subscribe to our Substack at makingmeaningtogether.substack.com. The link is also in the show notes. We hope you'll join us again soon.